What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, everybody, and possums. If you are joining us, we are our dynasty tailgates. Is our college football primer for dynasty football? We uh, we dive into college players and all that stuff. You can follow us at Offensive Points, and if you have any questions, please tweet us on there. I am here with Billy Mansell. You can follow him at Ombre Vendor. He will have some good college football stuff for you today, this weekend, all this stuff. Go argue with him argue with us on the discord channel, do what you need to do. Um, Billy, I want to get your juices flowing really quick uh, right now. So the big 12 is in negotiations with BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston. How do you feel about this? Um, Well, as a fan of Oklahoma, who's leaving the big 12 sucks to suck, but I think this is just a last ditch effort. I don't think it's going to be enough to save the conference. I really don't because they should have done this six years ago when we all told them, Every fan of every team in the Big 12 said they needed to do this six years ago, but they chose taking money. So, you know, I I can't hate them for that. That's what they wanted to do at the time, but it killed the conference, and now we're at where we're at. So I would be excited if they got those teams because it's good for the teams coming in that they would actually be taken a little bit more seriously, but enough to save the conference? I don't think so. Yeah, they made their bed now. They got to sleep in it type thing. Yep, and the Big 12 deserves every bit of it because they chose greedy. They chose greed over, you know, helping. So, yeah. Happens. Make your money while you can, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they chose they chose that to 2015 and now they're reaping the benefits. So, I'm I'm, you know, I'm I'm almost smiling still. Like I'm still happy cuz we get yeah. to go to the SEC where they make tons of money and play all of the good games and get everything that they want. So, I'm pretty happy about that. That's exciting. That's exciting. Just a fun tidbit there. So we got a big game this weekend on the docket here. Before before we start, I just want to shout out to OZ over in London, or I don't know if he's in London. He's in England. He is the one that was DMing me about the player that I forgot last week. I feel like every podcast I'm just going to like 
apologize for something that happened on the previous podcast because like I forgot something. So my bad, OZ. I thought it was Nums. It's not. It was you that said that to me. I realized after you DM'd me and you're like, what? You thought that was Nums? And I was like, damn it. I messed up again. So anyway, I just want to clear the air that my bad, OZ, over in England, who is like a fucking football fanatic and loves football, I, you know, I apologize. Yeah. Dude, we are going to screw up on this. This is that's what's going to happen. But appreciate you calling this out, holding us accountable. <laughs> yeah, on that one, this guy, this guy, man, I'll tell you. Anyway, right, yeah, let's get into let's get into week one. Well, let's talk about week zero first a little bit. Um, so Nebraska played Illinois. I feel bad for Nebraska fans. You all thought Scott Frost was going to bring you all back to the the pinnacle of Nebraska football, and he has done nothing at all and losing to Illinois. I don't know if you saw Joe, the first points of the college football season were a pretty much, I mean, it wasn't even a muffed punt. He caught the ball on the one yard line and then got tackled in the end zone for a safety. And that was the first points of the college football season. And that That's was from fucking beautiful. Yeah. No, it, it was, it was glorious to watch and it was kind of the encapsulation of Nebraska football since Scott Frost got there. It's been nothing but disaster after disaster. I feel bad for the fans of Nebraska because you all want to be back up into the upper echelon of college football, and it's just not happening. So <laughs> I, we already said there wasn't going to be any NFL players in that game, and sure as hell didn't look like there was any. So I feel I feel bad for the fans, but, you know, it, it happens sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, there was one really bright spot, I thought. And that was UCLA. So Josh's old boy, Chip Kelly, who is the coach of UCLA, actually looked pretty decent in the first game. I mean, it wasn't like a marquee game. Uh, so, you know, we'll see if that can hold up. But I believe his name is Zach Charbonnet, who most places I saw had him like the either the 13th or 15th rank running back going into this draft. He pretty much went off. Six carries, 103 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that. So I that got me excited. I, I put immediately, as soon as I, I saw him play, I put him on the list of people to watch. So that was really exciting. I was really it was really cool to see that, but really that was the only highlighted player from the from week zero that got me excited. Yeah. I definitely watching that the highlights from that game. Dude looks really good. Definitely a name to keep an eye on. Um, do you have anything for Jake Hayner at Fresno State? That was a pretty flawless game that he threw for. It um, was. Yeah. Um it's tough with me and quarterbacks. Um he he's gonna have some tests coming up here that like, you know, get a couple more games under his belt. Maybe I'll feel better about him. But right now I just kinda wanna uh, you know, wait and see. Wait and see. Yeah. Okay, very, very cool. So you want to get into this week now? For sure. And just right. everybody out there, we're recording this on Thursday at like 3.30. So the Thursday night football games are going to happen tonight, and we're not going to talk about them. But like just we didn't forget about any of the games happening this evening. We are recording this prior to that, and we won't, you know, obviously be talking about them. We kind of touched on them last week, so hopefully you listen to that part. But just, you know, I don't want anybody, any Ohio State fans or, you know, any of the teams that are playing tonight. We didn't forget you. We're just not talking about them tonight. 
No, yeah. But yes, let's get into week one. Right. This is I'm I'm fucking ready. I've been ready for college football season, and we're finally here. So yes, let's get into it. All right, man. We're starting off with some fireworks. We got number five Georgia versus number three Clemson. That is on Saturday evening, I believe. Um, very very pumped to watch this game. I know you said you already had plans. You're gonna kick back, drink some beer. I am going to try to get off work, rush home, and turn this TV on and watch this game. Yeah, it says, by the way, everybody out there, and Joe, since you're not a big college football fan, it says it starts at 6.30. It's not going to start until 7. It says that every year. You're going to get you're gonna get home and turn on the TV at 6.30. They're going to be doing pregame bullshit for 30 minutes. It happens every time because ABC, this is just the way they do it. The game's not going to kick till 7, so – if you're like, man, 6.30, I got to get home. No, if you're fine. It's, it's not going to start until 7 is when the right, actual first so kick. So What you're saying is I don't need to speed to get Exactly. To it's, you're going to be like, 6.30, start shit. And no, <laughs> it's not going to start at 6.30. I promise you that. It never, it never has. So, yes, let's get into this game. So, we have Clemson coming in. They just, you know, they lost Travis Etienne. They lost Trevor Lawrence last season. They both went to the NFL. And, you know, good for them. But we've got a new era starting. It's the DJ you ah man. It's like ukulele or you I don't know. It's not ukulele. It's ukulele. That's his name. I need to like look it up or I have somebody say it to me so I can know. But he it's his era now. He's probably gonna be the number one quarterback, not this coming draft, but the next draft, twenty twenty three draft. So just keep him in mind. We're going to see what he looks like. He only started one game last season and he lost versus Notre Dame. It was a pretty high stakes game. So it was, you know, that's a lot of pressure for a, a freshman. So that he's going to get a start this year and he's going to, we're finally going to see what he's able to do. And as if he's as good as everybody projects, I imagine he's going to fit right in and it's going to be smooth sailing, but you know, this is going to be his first year. So it's a lot of pressure on him. Um, I also wanted to touch on the other wide, the wide receiver that's on the team, Justin Ross. This will be his first game back since coming back from injury. He's going to be handling kick returns as well as being the top wide receiver for Clemson. So I'm going to be really excited to see what he's able to accomplish, um, out there, especially coming off of injury. I kind of have him as my, like maybe fourth or fifth ranked wide receiver right now. So, he should be explosive, so I can't wait to see what he's able to do out there. Um, moving to the defense, they have the number two cornerback in this draft coming up here. So IDP, folks, kind of for you. Uh, his name's Andrew Booth. And kind of interested to see what he's got in store. I mean, he's he's gotten he's touted as the you know number two. So I'm I'm interested to see what he can do the Clemson front seven is ferocious I mean the the entire front seven is going to be probably looked at for the NFL at some point but uh, their defensive tackle Tyler Davis is the other name I wanted to note on the D-line that's he's a draftable probably a second or third rounder right now but he plays for Clemson any any good thing can happen for him so Cannot wait to see what he's able to do for that defense. The entire defense should be good. They're going to give Georgia all sorts of trouble all game. So I'm intrigued to say the least. That's awesome, man. Yeah, dude, just circling back on Justin Ross, 6'4", 205. That's just – I have a thing for the super tall wide receivers in fantasy. So he's definitely a guy I'm keeping an eye on this whole time. 
Yeah, and especially, you know, like if he wouldn't have had the injury, I mean, probably, you know, probably a number one wide receiver in this class. I don't – I think he was planning on coming out last year until he got hurt. So, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready to see him back in action, and especially being a kick returner, you know, that always can provide some explosiveness out there on the field. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. All right, well, let's move to Georgia. They have also – I don't ever want to move to Georgia, Billy. Yeah, no, exactly. Let's stay it for a long let's, time. Let's uh yeah, well, we won't move to Georgia, but we'll uh him. yeah, we can talk about them. Yeah. So right now I think they have the number one linebacker in the class. His name's Nicobe Dean. I'm not confident that he's gonna stay the number one linebacker in the class, but for now, I think he is the number one linebacker. So he's gonna create a lot of problems with um, also another defensive end named Adam Anderson, who is good as shit. Like he's, he's probably better than the Dean. And right now he's listed as defensive end. He could easily become a linebacker. I think, I think we talked about that in the first podcast, but I think he's probably the better player on that defense, but their entire front seven is also ferocious. Like that's going to be kind of the, the fun part of this is it's going to be a defensive struggle. I think. Um, if I had to just guess how this game's going to go, I bet it's going to be pretty heavy on the defense. Um, which brings me to the only offensive player on Georgia that I'm I'm confident in right now, and that's JT Daniels. So I was talking in the Discord, the IDP Army Discord, and a lot of people think JT Daniels is like the fourth best QB in this class. I I don't see it quite yet. I I, I need to see more from him to believe it. Um, he came in, he, I think he played half the season last year and mm, okay. I, mm, I, I wasn't a, as big of a fan. Um, most college football fans probably know, but JT Daniels was the quarterback at USC and uh, I, he either got hurt or he wasn't playing well, but Keaton Slovis came in and took the job from him as a freshman when Slovis was a freshman. And then JT Daniels transferred to Georgia after that happened. So, I, that's why I have a lot of people are like, I don't think Slovis is as good as JT Daniels, but it's like, it's already played itself out once like Slovis outplayed Daniels. And that's what happened. So I, I have Daniels as my eighth ranked quarterback. And if he was able to come out and really show something against Clemson here, maybe I could boost him up a little bit because that that's really good game tape. I mean, they're probably, well, Georgia will probably play Alabama in the sec championship. So maybe he'll get more chances, but the problem with Georgia is their skill talent. They're like depleted. I mean, they had George Pickens, who's probably still going to be drafted from wide receiver, but he's hurt for the entire, I think the entire season. And he's obviously not going to be available for this game. And I, I'm not sure how they replace that. They don't have anybody on their team. That's really that skilled and ready to go. So there might be a breakout game coming for somebody, but, We'll just have to see who's up to the task because Clemson is no freaking joke. No joke, man. Definitely. You know anything about the freshman wide receivers they got? Not, not really. I mean, I've just from what I've read from like the Georgia fan sites, they said they're ready to go and they're good, but. I don't, I, the thing I don't like about when people are like, Oh, this freshman, Oh, this freshman, like, I they have no idea what it's about to be like playing out on the field. Like OU a couple years ago had three five star uh, wide receiver freshmen come in and they were not ready 
they weren't ready to play and it, it was like they're five stars like they're supposed to be both pro athletes already they were not ready so i i need to see it and they and maybe they are ready i don't know but like i just need to see it more from freshmen in general yeah not as seamless man when you're jumping to the next level it's definitely not okay well that's gonna be the most exciting game of the day i i'm pretty sure i mean there's probably gonna be some upsets earlier in the day that'll be cool to talk about but as far as the big game of the day that one will be on primetime abc so i cannot wait to watch that one um i'm gonna move to the alabama versus miami football game and so i think it kicks off at like 2 30 central or something like that maybe 3 30 i'm not positive but alabama so by your means it's four because it's on abc right no, no, that one will actually kick off at 3.30. Okay. Just, no, ABC, it's just the primetime game. They have like 30 minutes of pregame coverage okay. for the primetime every time. It it never fails. But Bama's got two players that I really want to focus on, um, for the, especially for this matchup. So they got John Mechie, which I've already mentioned as a wide receiver. He's my fifth so far, fifth wide receiver in this upcoming draft. Um, we'll see with, you know. Obviously, Alabama is a pipeline for these wide receivers, and I'm projecting him to be just the next guy in that list. So they have a new quarterback. His name is Bryce Young. He's a five-star dual-threat quarterback. Um, he'll he'll be good in here in a couple years, as it always seems to be with Alabama. But um, this will be his first game. I'm, I'm interested to see what he can do. Miami's not a slouch. I mean, I don't think the game's going to be close. Probably a three-touchdown victory for Bama, but – I could, I could definitely, I'm, you know, Derek King, who is kind of, it's weird. Like, I don't think anybody's really projecting Derek King to be like drafted high, but I mean, if he was able to go out against Bama and make some magic happen, who knows? Maybe that changes the narrative. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens with Derek King in this game. But John Mechie's a wide receiver to watch. Um, I think he's going to be a good wide receiver in this next draft. I also wanted to point out. There's a linebacker named Will Anderson for Alabama, and he is a fucking monster. He is gonna he's probably gonna be one of the top three picks in 2023, which I I'm trying to talk about like later long players because I have a lot of Debbie people that like, oh, well, you need to tell me what freshman. Like I, I get it. So I'm gonna kind of mention them a little bit as we go, but like it's still a crapshoot. Most of these guys are two years away from being drafted. So a lot of things can happen in that time. Um, so let's just like Puka Williams, for example, if you had like when his freshman year, he got like 2000 yards and now he just got undrafted cut by the Bengals and doesn't have a job. So it's like, you know, how do you project something like that? Like if you said as a freshman that that was going to happen, you would have thought he was a three down back in the league. So I, I have a tough time doing the whole Debbie thing, but we'll try to help. So Will Anderson probably going to fight to be the best pass rusher in this, like uh, in college football this year. I still think it's going to be Kayvon Thibodeau because he's the biggest monster I've seen in a long time. So don't think there's going to be much trouble there, but Will Anderson name to keep in mind, because he's going to be really good here in two years. So that's all I got for Bama Miami. I think Bama's going to roll probably going to be close. Um, Miami, thanks for coming out. I'm I'm happy that you all were able to get this kind of a game on your schedule, because not gonna be not gonna be good after that. 
So fantasy football side note, <clears throat> is Chris Evans draftable? I think so. Like I definitely think so. Teamer. Um, well, see, the thing is, like, without Gio Bernard there, who's going to catch the passes? Because I completely they, agree. It's not they don't Samaj. trust. They don't trust. Yeah, it's definitely not Samaj, and yeah. it's they don't trust Joe Mixon to do it for some reason. I don't understand that. So that leaves Chris Evans, I would think. Yeah, man, I was I was doing a draft yesterday. And I was just looking there and like fourteenth round. I'm like, I'm gonna take Chris Evans. So he's on my squad. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, definitely love having him in Dynasty though. That's a nice. For sure. Okay. Anyway, well, man, I'll let you get back on the track. No, no, no. We'll, we'll just quickly move because I don't really have many more games to talk about, but I, I do have players in specific games that I would like to talk about. So we're going to get to see Sam Howell. He plays uh, tomorrow night, Friday night, uh, versus Virginia Tech. We'll get to see what he is able to do. I always like a good conference matchup, so I'm I'm – I'm projecting him to be good, so we'll see what he looks like without, you know, the two-headed monster they had back there last season and without uh, the wide receivers he had last season. So, I, I, you know, we'll see what he's capable of. Still the number two quarterback in this draft class, so I'm hoping for the best. Yeah, it seems um, like everyone's just ready to anoint him. I know, here. I know, right? So it's like, you know, we'll see tomorrow night, Friday night. So we'll give him a chance to to prove himself. I still think it's Rattler, but we'll see. I I've just the, the things that Rattler can do. I just you don't see that in a quarterback very often. And I right. I just, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, next one is there's a ranked matchup between Penn State and Wisconsin. So I'm gonna throw Jahan Dotson out there as somebody to watch. I think he could be in for a big game. Um, well, I think they're going to need a big game out of him if they're going to beat Wisconsin. But he's my number six wide receiver, so this will definitely be a good showcase game for him. Um, we got Texas versus Louisiana, which is also a ranked matchup. Um, big fan of the ranked matchups. You really get a good, uh, good, you know, base for how good these players are but this is my last 2023 prospect because i would be remiss if i didn't talk about him but uh his name's Bijan robinson you're gonna be hearing that name a lot especially next season because he's the next top seven running back taken in the draft like the this this is this kid's the next guy like you know uh i don't i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say he's like derrick henry or something like that but he's gonna he's gonna get drafted in the top probably eight and he's going to be a workhorse running back and we haven't really had one of those in a, in a couple of years i don't think probably i think the last really high running back taken was barkley right if i'm not mistaken yeah because Alaire was two years ago last yeah 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 so B. John robinson will be that next guy won't be in this 2022 draft but 2023 he will be good. So he's going to play Louisiana. He, they're going to need every bit of him because I project Louisiana to win that game. So we'll see if Texas can have, you know, coach Steve Sarkeesian, see what they got. Um, moving on from that, we got Keaton Slovis versus San Jose State, which I have him and Drake London. Uh, Keaton Slovis is the number four quarterback for me right now, and Drake London is the number seven wide receiver. Um San Jose State is not not a slouch. I, I don't I don't think that San Jose State is going to win the game, but I think that this will be a good early test for USC to see kind of where they're at because they always think they're going to be a lot better than they actually are, 
And this will kind of give us a note to how good they actually are. Because I, I get nervous about USC. They have all these expectations, but if they lose this game, the coach might be on his way out the door, unfortunately. Well, they're in the Big 12 now, so we got to. I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next big game is UCLA versus LSU. So you UCLA, we already talked about, has Zach Charbonnet or Charbonnet. Charbonnet. I don't know. Charbonnet. 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 Yeah, I don't know. French. But he is going to play LSU. So this will be a nice test to kind of prove if last week was a fluke or if last week was, you know, the real deal. So seeing him against the LSU defense, which should be improved. Last season they were trash, but he should be better this season. So I'm, or they should be better this season. So I'm kind of excited to see what he is able to accomplish because if it's anything like last week, he might be vaulting himself up the board as far as a good running back for this next draft. Um, and then LSU obviously has Derek Stingley Jr., who's the number one cornerback. Um, we'll see if he can shut down. You know, all he, he doesn't really have much to prove. As a freshman, he was really good. As a sophomore, he was okay at best. So I'm kind of excited to see him back to the level of being good. Um, they had a really bad defensive coordinator last year, so I don't really blame him all because I don't think it was really his fault, but he did have some pretty bad plays last season. But I still project him to be a top five draft pick in this draft, 2022. So we'll see if he can, you know, get the path started during this UCLA game on Saturday. All right. We got three more names. Um, so Florida state and Notre Dame are playing on Sunday. It's the labor day game. Well, labor day, there's a different game, but on Sunday they're playing a game, uh, Florida state versus Notre Dame. So Notre Dame, will just get it out of the way. Kyron Williams, um, He's the number four running back I have right now. Um, I'm kind of interested to see what he's able to accomplish. He should, I mean, he's going to be a good pass catching back out of the backfield, I think. And he will have, I think he has a new uh, quarterback. So I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm not sold on Kyron Williams just yet. So I think this will be a good early test for him to see kind of where he's at, what they're feeling. Um kind of see what they're at but on the other side of the football florida state has a player the number one safety in the class his name's kyle hamilton and if you're an idp person safeties are your best friend so this will be a good early chance to see what he's able to accomplish because i think notre dame's the best team they'll face for probably until they play clemson but yeah kyle hamilton he is getting a lot of buzz as being the number one safety in the class I actually agree, so I am excited to see what he can accomplish against Notre Dame. And then the last name I have on my list to talk about for this week is Carson Strong out of Nevada versus California. So there's a lot of people on Twitter that actually think he could be the quarterback one of this class. I personally do not believe that, but I am all for – you know, somebody coming out of nowhere. I, I personally, I saw Carson Strong's name, you know, it's been floating around for a while, but I never really thought of him as like that good, like that, that good. You know, the last Nevada player we had was uh, Colin Kaepernick. So Mm -hmm. uh, the last quarterback that got drafted out of there, 
that high. I mean, I didn't think of Carson Strong as a first rounder. So I'm either I'm way off or people are really overrating him. So I, I think against Cal, who plays in the Big 12 or Big 12, the Pac 12, I, you know, that'll be a good test for him in Nevada. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be locked in, at least on the score of that game. I don't know if I'll watch it or not, but. I'll definitely be locked in to see how that's going because if he's really the number one quarterback, I'm expecting a lot um, to be better than Sam Howell and uh, Spencer Rattler. He definitely has the proto prototype build at six four two fifteen. I mean, that's uh, yeah, that's what all these NFL teams love. So, I I, and it. it's just it's like I don't know. I think sometimes a player looks the part, and then you know, they kind of get overrated a little bit like Kyle Trask. I think he was like six, four as well. And people were like, Oh, he's going to be first round starter in the NFL. But he just wasn't though. Like, that's the thing. And yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't, I, I would love to be proven wrong about this because I've just Sam Howell and Rattler are the two best I've seen in the class. So if they can prove me wrong, by all means, I'm, I will take it on the chin if I'm wrong about this, but I, I'll be locked in to see what he does against Cal because that's that's a pretty good test for a player that plays at like Nevada, for example. Yeah, definitely be looking at that for sure. Everyone loves their measurables, man. Yeah. Um. Also, just want to get out my like playoff predictions, and I don't want this is going to sound really chalky, so I don't want it to. I don't want it to feel that way to everyone out there, but it's just the way that it is. I think it'll be Alabama. It'll be Oklahoma. That's your one, two, one, two seed. I think it's going to be Clemson right there at the number three seed because Clemson's schedule after they play Georgia this week, cupcake. They don't play, they don't play North Carolina and they don't play Miami until potentially the ACC championship. You get to skip Sam Howell and you get to skip, if Miami isn't, it does end up being good. Like you get to skip them all the way through the season. So Clemson, if they win this week, they're, they might as well just stamp their ticket. Cause they're, they're good. Um, and then that last spot, I know a lot of people want a pac 12 team in there, but it's just, it's going to be Ohio state. They just have too much firepower and it sucks because these are the four teams that normally make it. So it's like, where's the parody in sports? But here's the thing. That's why we love watching sports. There can be upsets. There can be teams that can prove themselves. Please, somebody take down Alabama this year. I would love to see that. Or maybe Iowa State comes up and sneaks and gets Oklahoma. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm interested to see. But especially, like, three of those teams, Ohio State, Clemson, and Bama, all have new quarterbacks this year. So anything can happen. I, I think the freshman or a sophomore that didn't get to start their first year that that's exciting. That could mean anything can happen. So we'll see what can happen. I, I think those are going to be the four best teams just because they have the most talent, but anything can happen. Anything and can I, always I, happen. And I have Oklahoma winning the championship, by the way, just because I think they have the most complete team. I know everybody's going to be like, well, they're going to get blown out in the first round. I get it. This is the best team they've had in like 20 years though. So if they can't get it done with this team, maybe it's just never going to happen for us. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a big stamp on the conference move too. It would, it would be nice to get one, especially if we beat like a team from the sec to get to the national title. At least it'll be like, well, you know, they, they did do this. So 
I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready. I'm happy that college football is finally back. This this is my one of my favorite times of year because I love waking up on a Saturday morning, clicking on college game day, and just kind of getting pumped up for the day of college football games. So I'm happy, Joe. I'm happy that you're going to get to experience this this year. I'm happy, dude. I'm getting into it. I don't know. I'm still waiting on that Tank Bigsby jersey, but uh, I really I'll hope be... she sends it. We'll see. Oh, I hope so, man. I'm going to wear that thing. I'm going to drink my Court- coffee. Courtney and watch Henderson them. from Courtney Wherever. Henderson from some weird, sketchy football site. Please send me my jersey. <laughs> if you're be... listening, if you Actually. happen to listen to this, please send it to me. <laughs> that would be hilarious <laughs> if she did. That would be great. All right, Joe, you have any questions for the, you know, questions about the season? No, man, you were super thorough. Um, I very happy. I, I jotted down all the players that you mentioned, so I'm going to be taking notes. I got my notes. And anybody who is listening out there, I didn't intentionally skip over players. It's just like Spencer Rattler's playing Tulane. What do you want me to do with that? <laughs> like, they're going to beat the tar out of Tulane. It's probably not going to be close, and he's probably going to look good. He might not play in the second half. I'm I'm not going to put that down. Or like Iowa State's playing Northern Iowa. Brees Hall's going to run all over them. Like I don't, you know, it's it's you can't really take much from that. So I'm going to wait until they play an actual opponent before I, uh, you know, put them on the watch list. But this is just the watch list for this week. I think all of these games could be competitive, and it'll actually give a pretty good indication if these players are for real. We're getting started off right, man. No, dude, you're super thorough with it. Like I said, man, I'm just taking down notes, and I'm going to watch and, and get a feel for Good. these guys. Well, yeah, at least look at the highlights or look yeah. at the box scores. Either one. I mean, dude, my dynasty my dynasty drafts and stuff, I mean, I dig deep during the offseason, and I'm looking at all this stuff and looking at their measurables, looking at all this stuff. So actually watching them in college more is going to make sense because, I mean, I watch college football occasionally, but I don't ever sit there and really analyze the game. I just kind of watch it. So be a totally different uh different aspect from it so yeah i feel like if, if like I, and this will be better for me this year like having like players to watch like just specific like players i think will help oh, yeah. especially me because like you know i sit down to watch a game i'm just there watching the game like it could yes. be whatever yeah but like mm, we'll see yeah man I, I never understood when i was younger i used to go to the cardinals games and stuff you see the old guy sitting there with his uh his stat book marking stuff mm-hmm. down Never understood it, but uh, I can see it with football, especially college football, checking it out that way. So, yeah, I nerd out a little bit. Yeah. Next week, we'll have a little uh, winners and losers from this week of football, and then we'll move on to the next week of football. We'll just keep it rolling. I love it, man. All right. Well, get us out of here. Let's go. Let's. Let's get to this weekend. I'm excited. Right. There's a lot of games tonight. If if you're listening to this on Thursday for some reason, a lot of good games tonight. Hopefully you get to take a couple in. Yeah, I'm going to go turn the TV on right now and crack open a beer and uh, figure out what my classes are. Um, my schedule, they got all the Sure, there's the Pac-12 stuff. action tonight too. Game kicks off at 9.30. Oh, dude. I I'm definitely going to be watching that. Yeah, it's Arizona State versus Southern Utah. I'm here for it. Inject that into my veins. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I am here for it. All right, guys, go turn the TVs on. Watch for these. Uh, watch for these players this week, please. If you have any questions, at offensive points, Billy loves getting questions. Man, this dude can answer anything. He's an absolute stud. So you have a great tool at your disposal. Uh, we appreciate you riding with us, and uh, we'll see you next week.